Yazare. Yawizo. And welcome to another episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Yeah. This is season two, episode fourteen. This episode is a um what do you call that thing? Folklore, myth, legend, story kind of thingy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's out of my domain. Uh stepping back, Ofori, take over. Okay. So today we are delving into the legend of Liongo. Liongo. Yep. Liongo. Alright. Yeah. So let me just jump right into it. So, oh, uh, this, uh, sorry, this story is like coming yeah, from. I was about to say, we need like a background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost forgot that part. But yeah, it's, 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 um, uh, he's, he's like a hero of the Swahili people. So, I don't know. Do you want to jump in here and tell us who the Swahili are? Right. Um, this is, I'm sure actually this is like the one ethnic group. That I probably don't need to give any background to. <laughs> exactly. But um, sure, yeah. The Swahili people are the they are a Bantu-speaking um, East African population. Um, they they reside in natively in about I think like five African countries on the eastern coast. They were they are mainly a coastal people. So. Um, Kenya, Tanzania, Mozambique, um, Comoros. Um, I think I'm missing one more country that they typically reside in natively. Or two more. Um, and their, um, their language, the Swahili language, is the lingua franca in Swa- um, I say Swaziland. <laughs> um, <laughs> in, what's that country? Tanzania. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, um, it's actually now the most widely spoken is it okay i might be wrong on saying that one but let me just say so it's one of the most widely spoken native mm-hmm. african languages um it's spoken in more than just the, the its native countries it's also spoken in like uganda rwanda south africa it's a language that they, they've encouraged a lot of use for it's also their language the swahili language is also only the um the only native African language that is an official language used by the African Union for communication. Wow. Um, so, yeah, those are the Swahili people. They have a very rich history. The whole huh. thing with their city-states and then Zanzibar and Kilwa and uh, all those kind of things. We'll do an episode on one of those things soon. Then we'll dive deeper into that. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, let's get straight to the beginning then. So, Liongo, Liongo's story starts with him being the son of a ruler of a state called Shaka, which, I mean, the first time I saw it actually was confused because it sounds like, you know, the South African Shaka thing. Zulu. Yes. <laughs> but then, yeah. this, is, this is a state called Shaka and his father is the ruler. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, the usual story that happens when the ruler dies is what the first son takes over and Liongo is the first of the two sons that the ruler has but then he was born to a lesser wife his mom who's called Mbwasho 
is the lesser wife of of the the ruler or okay, the, um, the king. Mm-hmm. Let me just butt in here a bit. Um, when you say lesser wife, I think you you need to just like explain what a lesser wife is because okay. people wouldn't know. A lot of people would know. So usually or typically for the king, they would have like a first wife who is more like the preferred, like the I know, queen amongst the wives. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then there's like the others that he has alongside her. So when when we say lesser wife, it's more like not the first wife in this circumstance. <laughs> Yeah, and usually it's the first wife whose um, son uh, inherits the throne, yep. whose children get a lot of the benefits. Exactly. So, the firstborn son, unfortunately, was born to a lesser wife in this case. But then the 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 other wife also had a son, and so when his when the when the ruler dies, obviously the I mean, they kick, <laughs> they kick Leongo to the side, and they're like, so the other the other son gets the throne, right? Which mm-hmm. doesn't. I mean, it, it, I, I mean, genuinely, not not everybody was was going to take that line down. So it led to a whole, you know, altercation, the whole like struggle over the throne. But then Leongo gets imprisoned. Yungo gets imprisoned and his little yeah. brother who's called Mringwari is the one who ascends the Wingwari. throne. Mringwari. Mringwari. It's like an, Mwingra, sorry, Let me spell that. Mwingwari. <laughs> let me just spell that. M-R-I-N-G-W-A-R-I. Oh. Mringwari. M-R-I-N-G. Oh, Mringwari. Yes, oh, okay. Mringwari. I thought you were saying Mwin, like M-W. Nope. Mring. Rena. Right, right. Okay, so Mringwari. And so <clears throat> while while Yungo is in the in prison, right? His he's sentenced mm. to death. But then before that happens, oh this is this might be a good time to mention the story or oh, as in the lesson title. Adari, you almost you almost made me go. Oh too yeah, far. yeah. I forgot <laughs> I forgot to ask. Forgot to ask. <laughs> Please tell us the uh, today's tell us today's lesson. So today's lesson is in self admiration. Simple as that. Self admiration. Yep, and we're okay, going to find out why. Right. So um while Leongo is in prison, he decides to sing a poem. Or he, basically he's a poet. He writes really nice poems which have hidden messages most of mm-hmm. the time. I don't know why nobody got that in the first place. But then the poem he he was reciting while in prison was a message to um, a mate that used to serve him. Right? And okay. basically... Um, before you go on... Mm-hmm. Sorry. Before you go on with um, the, the poems, um, just to clarify, is Leongo a... A, a, a fictional character no no, is he, no 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 is he is he so leongo yeah. is someone who actually existed yes someone who actually existed but there, okay. are, there are a the lot stories... of unknowns is that in the stories or what okay so he's 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 essentially is is it like he's essentially deified not deified per or se or his 
his story becomes legend. Yes, his story becomes legend. Like King Arthur sort of exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. That sort of thing. Okay, okay. So he's an actual character. Yes, he's an actual character. And the stories that are told about him become legend and, you know, some stuff that are really hyping his achievements are also included as time goes on. And he has a lot to do with with how those stories came out. As we'll find out soon. Yes. So, So, in this poem, he basically passes a message to um a servant girl in the palace court called sada to tell his mother to bake a loaf a, a bran loaf and put a file in it so that he can escape from prison <laughs> which i'm sorry I, hold on um bake a loaf and put what in it a f- like a file something that's like a file a for file. him to yes to basically scrape away at whatever was keeping him locked up and so that he can run away i don't get it you you know like a woodwork file no not a woodwork file like a metalwork file the thing that they used to oh okay 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 but okay so or like a new like like cuts cut away at the prison mm-hmm his shackles and the prison door and uh-huh. then eventually his, escape yes which okay, okay. which which he managed so he managed to pass the message in like a very intelligent way so that the maid knew what to do his mother knew what to do and this loaf was delivered to him which he used to escape and so he escapes with his mother to the, I mean, they call it the mainland. He escapes with his mother to another side of things where he starts to live a new life as one of the people over there. And he was accepted readily by them because he was like a mighty warrior, basically. he, The way he is described in the poems that he created about himself that's another thing that <laughs> that's another thing that's another thing I really liked about him and that's what the story the, the whole lesson on self-admiration is like he basically wrote his own poems you know that that proverb about the the story always glorifying the hunter if the lion doesn't write it yeah. himself yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he made sure he wrote the story himself <laughs> in this case and so he received a lot of his own glory in a lot of the poems that he made. But yeah, moving on, he 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 got accepted by the people easily because he was a mighty warrior. He was described as big, like built and very tall. And he was very skillful with the bow. In fact, it, they said in his in his first hunting expedition with them, right? He Yeah. It this this is like the first account of him using a bow and arrow. They said he shot. Let me let me list the things for you. So he shot a snake <laughs> through its throat. He used with one arrow. He was able to bring down an elephant with just one arrow, and he shot it through its ear. Okay. Yes, which I mean which speaks to like how much power was behind that arrow as a flew. 
he had he was also able to kill crows and dwarf antelopes as they were running away so i mean clearly he was he was a skilled hunter and a skilled warrior mm-hmm. and so in the conquests of the people that he met they were like he was helping them gather a lot or like they were raiding towns they were gathering a lot of territory he was at the forefront of some of these things in fact in some accounts they even say he was the king of the people because he seemed to lead a lot of these expeditions and i mean of course his brother who he escaped from was not going to sit there and let things play out the way they are right so he sends people after him he sends people to try to kill him but many of them when they when many of them when they return to their brother come to report that he is like i mean the the guy is basically like fire like he he just consumes everyone in his path so most of the ones that escape escape to tell their their, his brother his little brother who is the king of shaka you remember him just escape to come and tell him that your your brother is basically unkillable like we cannot touch the guy that so essentially every time when someone goes to kill him he kills them instead he kills them instead or in some other instances like the the ones that try to be more cunning like it, it got to a point his brother started becoming more cunning in his way so he started bribing the people he was with to call, to to kill him instead right or he would send some people to mingle with them to try to befriend him and his trust and kill him instead and then in one of those mm-hmm. situations the so it's like one of those hunting expeditions and it was a time of drought it was a time of drought in the in the land so there was basically not much game to find and the people the, the people intentionally led him to a particular tree which still had fruit on it like which was a very rare thing to find at that time and then Mm-hmm. But the fruits were like at, at a very high part of the tree. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait up. Mm-hmm. The people led him to a fruit which had tree on it, and a tree with <laughs> which had fruits on it. Yes. <laughs> During but the season, the but it was rare for the tree to have fruits. Asking because of that particular type of tree. No, no, no. It was in like a time of drought, so. Oh, okay 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 basically it was hard to find stuff like that just randomly so it was like a, right. a it was like a pre-planned a, a preset trap for him basically they they knew that they couldn't kill him or they couldn't match up to him if it was like a hand-to-hand battle or on even ground so the plan was to convince him to climb up the tree i mean like i mentioned he's like really tall he's basically some some people even some of the accounts even describe him like a giant which i mean i mean if if he wrote if he wrote those if he no no wrote if he composed those himself then obviously there might be a lot of exaggeration in there but then (laughs) so all the stories we are hearing right now stories that he told most of himself yes he told about himself like very nice poetic dance ways right okay so interesting proceed so, so now they are the fruit yes and they are setting a trap for him 
they, they are basically setting a trap for him. They tell him, oh, there's some, there's some fruit up there. So like he should, they will wait down here with the basket. He should climb up and then, you know, pluck the fruits for them. Like so that they will take it back. With the intention that when, when he climbs the tree, he'll be more vulnerable or like less likely to escape so that they can shoot him down yeah. at that point. But then, you know, uh, our legend goes, like Leongo just goes, eh, you know, like, I mean, there's no need to climb that tree. He takes his bow, takes his arrow, shoots like a bunch of fruits down. And then the people are just there like, you know, it's it's easier if we just make this guy our ally instead of antagonize him any further. So the, the people sent to kill yeah. him ended up becoming his friends instead. Which would explain why he knew it was a trap for him to die. Because if they become his friends, they will tell him that okay, so this was what was actually going to happen, right? This this was this was the deal. Your brother said we should come do this. We tried, but then I mean obviously it didn't work. Might as well be your friend instead. And he was described I mean he described himself <laughs> a lot of the time as kind hearted as well. So he wasn't entirely like he was a really strong person. He could, he had all the power and the might to basically overpower everybody. But he was really liked because he didn't use all this all that power to his advantage alone. In fact, in some cases or in one in one of the poems, he described himself in a way that made him look like the life of a party. He basically attended a wedding. And he was orchestrating like the whole entertainment, like come in your best clothes. This is how you should dance. He was, he would lead the people to dance. He would tell the maidens to sing this particular way. And it was like a whole lot of merrymaking. Like he, he's like the people's person. It's like the people's champion in that sense. So he, 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 okay. And, and once again, I think I, I keep butting in to see that Oh, most most of the things we know about him were from poems he composed about himself, right? So yeah, so all these poems obviously glorify him, but from what the from what um, the historians have put together, like with oral history and everything, when they traced it all back, it seemed like he actually was like that kind of person like really benevolent okay, why did he the story so far has centered on okay so the progression i've followed so far at least is that all right mm -hmm. so he was um he almost got the throne but then his brother took the throne so mm -hmm. he was put in prison and then he fled yes uh, he fled and went to live with another kingdom and he helped them expand and mm -hmm. win um important battles his mm -hmm. brother tried to um have him killed but um, that was not successful and the people who were supposed to turn on um, he he Leongo um, mm -hmm. ended up becoming um, aligned themselves with him yeah okay so where in this where where um, oh yeah and also he was very big and apparently excellent at everything and was a perfect human being mm -hmm. but <laughs> where in all of this does he end up becoming a legend to the Swahili people? So why why did he become revered? He 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 was revered a lot of the time because of his feats in battle and how much and how like how he was escaping most of the attacks on his life, right? Can it, you give it, an example? 
Yes, it was to a point where his enemies described him as like a young lion in the sense that he was brave. Like, you know how young lions just charge at anything because they think they are the... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was brave in that sense. And he would come out of most... but Like, he would come out of all battles and skate. Like, it almost seemed like... If I would draw a parallel, it looked like the Achilles thing. Like, the way Achilles was. Entire battle, win flawlessly, yeah, come never out. Getting, never getting hurt. Never getting hurt, basically. So... It, it actually became a problem like it became a thing for it became an obsession for his little brother to try to find what exactly could kill him and that's where the story like the funny the, the sad part is that that's when the story starts to decline so in every battle he was he he fought in in every every time there was an attempt made on his life it seemed he he like it's not like it seemed he always came out unscathed so he had some form of protection like that n- nobody understood or some form of favor among the god like from the gods that nobody seemed to understand and it became an obs- it became it, be- it basically became like an obsession for his little brother so his little brother was like trying to find ways to kill that guy it just wasn't working every battle he enters he just wasn't dying he wasn't getting hit so the people revered him a lot like the people he was with they revered him a lot his little brother was basically just agonizing over how to kill him and so he decides one last time to send um a close family member of his in some accounts they they say it's his nephew and some other accounts they say it's his son so Mm -hmm. they sent they sent one of um his son or his nephew to him wait you mean the king's son his brother's son? No, no, not, not his brother's son. Like Leongo's son. Leongo's son. Yes. Who he left or, behind in the... Or nephew. Um, no. In Shaka. So that's that's where it gets murky. Because this part of it... this this And this is the part where it, it gets murky. Because this part of it wasn't composed by him. Oh. So how yes. do we know this? So, so this the, is the part of the oral the oral stories that that um other people said about him. Yes, this is the part of I the guess oral story. It makes story. sense. Yes, because this, this is about his 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 death. Yes, this 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 is about the events that led to his death. So these 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 parts were composed by him. So nobody is sure what exactly like who exactly he was. It's just that at the end, someone was blamed for it. Someone was was found out to be the culprit, and that person was either his son or his nephew so they just assumed that's what happened like that was the the you know the trail of events that led to his death but Mm -hmm. so jumping back into the story his let's just pretend this is nephew for now his nephew is basically bribed and convinced like promised a lot of wealth and power by his by um leongo's little brother to find out what it is that can kill Leongo. So the 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 young man comes to him, comes to live with him, asks a bunch of I mean he tries, he tries, so he tries a bunch of things on his own anyway. It's it sort of draws a parallel to like the Samson and Delilah story from the Bible. 
I was, you know, you know, I was <laughs> like when you when you said that thing, that was coming to my head. I was like, oh, man, that's the that's the character that I was thinking about. Samson, because yeah. Samson was also doing a whole bunch of stuff for exactly. his kingdom, mm-hmm. and he was basically untouchable. Well, ex- but it's, except Samson wasn't composing his own poems. Exactly, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so for for this nephew he tried like he tried a whole bunch of things like he would randomly go to leongo's room and like just like mention his name to see if he would wake up like to see how how light of a sleeper he is those kind of things it's like you'd randomly go there like mention his name and leongo just wakes up immediately and he's like oh yeah like um i maybe i got hungry or like, i just wanted some water and then leongo gets that for him so it's like mm. a bunch of those weird like the guy is just acting weird around him and leongo asks like what exactly is your problem like what's what why do you keep you know doing these weird things i mean and this part of the the story is not is not composed by him obviously but basically the people who composed it draw draw um put it down to the fact that he eventually the nephew eventually asked like you seem to be mighty in all these exploits and everything but like like it just um it just bothers me i want to know like what exactly is your weakness like how what is it that people don't know that could possibly kill you and then he proceeds to in faith tell him that the only thing that could kill him is a copper needle to his navel which is bro what that i know it's oddly specific like very oddly specific (laughs) 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 very oddly specific well the i mean another another account says he said it's a a copper dagger but then you'd have to stab him in the navel the the two things that are consistent is being stabbed in the navel and copper being the thing that stabs him in that region so Mm -hmm. basically the the this this with the nephew knowing this now he plots in one evening he comes to stab Leongo, but like I said, Leongo is a like he's a light sleeper from the accounts that we have heard. So he does that, stabs him in the navel region, and it wakes Leongo up immediately, right? But this obviously has weakened him. So he grabs his 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 spear. Sorry, his no his spear. He grabs his bow and arrow and is like chasing his nephew out. Who is like fleeing the scene because this mighty guy is like after him now and then yeah, yeah. like as leongo puts like the arrow to his bow to draw it he like he fell to his knees and basically died in that position but then the <laughs> so when when the people wake up in the morning they see leongo like on the path to the well where they fetch water with like a yeah. bow a bow in his hand and an arrow drawn at its string and he's just like kneeling there and so the people get scared like hey. <laughs> 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 so like interesting i know the people are just like so like now nobody knows how to go past him to go and fetch the water that's that's the problem like which is which is funny it's like 
they they call out to him and he doesn't respond so i mean because obviously he's dead but they don't know that and then they think he's angry or something so they they, they go get his mom and then his mom also comes to call out to him and he's still there not minding him not, not minding her sorry and so the people the people assume oh maybe we did something that has angered him and he's like he might kill whoever goes near him to go draw water so <laughs> the people the people in the in the town do not like they don't dare go up the road to fetch water like they drink they, they basically yeah. use up their whole supply of water in some accounts people even started dying <laughs> right and so they couldn't take they started it dying because yes. they were too scared to go and fetch water Yes, they were too scared to walk past him with the the like because he had the arrow drawn. Bro. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The body didn't start to stink. They didn't suspect. Oh, he smells no. like he's dead. No, that's 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 another thing because when in the according to the accounts, when his mother finally like goes up to him to check what why exactly her son is as angry as they think he he is, it doesn't seem like his body is is decomposed but then she sees that he's not breathing like he's dead and so she goes to report to the people that oh he's dead there's a copper like needle or dagger in his navel and so obviously someone who knew how to kill him is the one who killed him and instead of um the saddest (laughs) not the saddest part the funniest part about the whole thing is that the nephew that was promised the riches and everything was subsequently betrayed by <laughs> the obviously the, by Mringwari in in Shaka. So he was he was found by the the people who I mean he he obviously killed their hero. So he was found by them and killed. But like this this part of the story is or this part of the the poem is one that he didn't compose himself. Basically, all the other parts leading to that were composed by him. All the glorifying, the skills, everything mm, he composed it, yeah. which, according to historians and other researchers from other oral from other accounts of oral history, sort of check out or. They are in synergy. Like, they basically agree with what he, Leongo, said about himself. And then the last part about his death was composed by someone else. So, the lesson in self-admiration at this point, right, is for, it's as in, is in the fact that he, he, I mean, he knew to tell his own story. Otherwise, it could, it could have been a lot more than telling his own story. Bruh, I mean... He was he was telling a flamboyant. The guy wasn't just telling a story. He was <laughs> <laughs> that was more than telling just a story. <laughs> he was doing a flamboyant as, as as we know. But then the good thing is that we know about him and his legend because he told his own story. I mean, from from what what um according to researchers, people have actually diluted his feats down a lot. Is because of course they have. Yes, it's because the guy was dead and his body didn't rot for days. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> crazy, right? But it's because of like some of these things that he composed and passed down, like that got passed down. That is because of that that we know like a lot about his life. 
because other than that it would if the story was told imagine if the story was told from the people of shaka or Mringwari's perspective it would have been like i don't think it would have even been told exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, just but, been like oh there was this guy who tried to usurp the throne and then we eventually and then we killed, killed him. him by sticking something mm-hmm. into a really specific part of his body <laughs> wait did he have super strength or he was just like really strong or I was mean, like super strength like samson they i mean from from what i see is like someone who can take down a, a whole a whole elephant with one like arrow he could wrestle an elephant no he could shoot an elephant down with one arrow Oh do you no, know how, but that's different. That's different. Joe, do you know how tough elephant hide is? <laughs> no, I know, but I mean like that doesn't necessarily indicate um, super strength. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. Super strength in that the just, sense of something. Yeah, it's not it's not super strength. But yeah, he means was, he was very strong. He was really strong, yes. And really skilled. And that combination okay, allowed so. him to achieve like really, really Alright. So things. not Swahili Samson, Swahili Achilles. Swahili Achilles. Because the uncle and this one is the navel. I know. <laughs> so specific. So, yeah. Yeah, very specific. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So I guess that's it for today's episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Leongo, the, um, what? Swahili Achilles and his the story of his navel. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, <laughs> I can't go by that part. <laughs> but it, it's interesting. I, I like the story, especially the whole concept of telling your own poems mm-hmm. and like so imagine it like he, he gathers the people like in the town at night and he's like come and sit come and sit down come and sit down now let me tell you a story exactly and he goes, like, <laughs> i went out and i saw this elephant and it looked juicy yeah so i went to stand at a corner and pulled my bow and it, well anyway <laughs> let's hope he wasn't lying about anything oh yeah he probably was uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he was <laughs> Yeah, he definitely lied. I mean, um, I mean, if he did, at least the way he got out of battles and skied probably helped push the lie further. So. Yeah, yeah, it helped push the lie. Yeah, yeah, probably. Which he seemed genuine at that one, at least. Anyway, yeah, yeah so um, that's it for today's episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Mm-hmm. Um, next episode is my turn. I was going to stay in East Africa initially, but then I was like, they've got two episodes. Let me go back to my hometown. <laughs> So <laughs> we're going back to the West. Huh? <laughs> yes, please. We are going back to West Africa. Journey to the West. Um, yeah, we are journeying back to the West. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going back to West Africa for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, do remember to follow us on Instagram at Africa's Untold Stories and on Twitter at that's Africa's underscore Untold S. Oh yes. yes. I remember and to rate the podcasts especially on Apple yeah, yeah. and all those other platforms. Yes. Yeah, Spotify, mm-hmm. etc. Um yeah, and like and share our yeah. stuff too. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. And thank you for joining us. Yeah. Until next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>